Glad to have you back. This is the Y'all Show, and we're here for the Tuesday edition. Talk with a Southern accent, and we're getting ready to hit the road. And before we do that, we've got to crank out another episode. We're going to be in Nashville for Wednesday and Thursday's edition of the All Southern Program, so you don't want to miss out on the fun. When we're in Music City, USA, on the show that's all about the South, if you want to connect to us here, our number is 803-816-1170. On Twitter, Instagram, we're at Y'all Show, and you can find us also on a couple of the streaming apps, iHeartRadio, the Apple Podcast, and the TuneIn Radio apps. Just go on and search for Y'all Show, and we'll be right there awaiting your free download. So darn easy to catch up with everything southern and today's show is an example of why we are everything southern we've got the headlines coming up in just a second later this hour we're going to welcome in our friend howie morgan of the election impact group one week from today in the great state of mississippi people will be able to go to vote in the primary for republican and democrats in the state of mississippi for governor and other statewide elections and how he's going to come on to talk about the contenders for the republican and the democrat that's expected to get the nomination for his party to go off in november in the general election and we'll get election impact groups howie morgan's take on the mississippi election Plus, what's going on in Kentucky? Matt Bevan, he's fighting hard to retain his seat in Frankfort, Kentucky. We'll let you know about that. Plus, Louisiana. Louisiana, Kentucky, Mississippi have governor's races here in 2019. And we'll get Howie's take on what's going on in the Pelican State. All that in our political report coming up at the end of this hour. When we go over to page two and hour two of today's Y'all Show, we'll have Sports Land Yap. And you're going to want to make sure you stay tuned. We've got some news from the NFL that we'll pass along. We've got some big news on the college football front. We have a Benedict Arnold in the state of South Carolina as a Clemson graduate, a, a guy with one year of eligibility left, is going to be transferring and playing this year for the South Carolina Gamecocks, the hated Gamecocks if you're a Clemson fan. And we'll tell you who that is. This is big news. Plus, in the NFL, a guy who had the whole world at his hands appears to not have a job right now. And he was a number one pick for the Arizona Cardinals about four years ago, coming out of an SEC West school. We'll have those developments for you in our sports land. Yep, all that and much, much more in that today. And then the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue will be right back here. He's got the table set and he's ready to let us know about the different types of meat out there. Specifically today, we're going to get into all the things that come from a cow. Let's say you got to go run down to your local butcher and you walk in there like I did the other day and was completely clueless about most of the selections on the big board behind the cash register. Well, Matt's going to help us understand a little bit more about what's in the bovine area what's out there in cow world when it comes to going to your butcher shop all that is being served up in the second hour of today's show now is that not one exciting show you betcha and we're glad to have you back here as we continue on with our fun each and every day again we'll be in nashville starting wednesday we're going to track down precious harris she's got an up-and-coming singer that's going to be sitting in with us on wednesday's show you don't want to miss that stephanie nash is scheduled to be our uh, guest and i don't know a lot about her but you're all we're we're all going to find out about stephanie 
when we get a chance to interview her on Wednesday's Y'all Show. Plus, we look to have some more interviews. In fact, also on Wednesday's Y'all Show, I got to get dressed. I got to put on my seersucker. You know why? I'm going to a party today, a number one party. And I'll be here to tell you all about it when I'm on Music Row in Nashville. Yeah, Precious has got me booked to go see a number one party for Jordan Davis. That's the guy I think said had the hit song Setting You Up or something like that. I don't consider Jordan Davis to be pro country, but he's got a number one. And Precious and I are going to go to this today. I haven't been to a number one party in well, a couple of decades, actually. But looking forward to it. And I'll report here on Wednesday's Y'all Show during our report from Music Row with Precious. Now, isn't that the kind of inside stuff you're looking for here on the Y'all Show? Well, we have it. From golf, as we went to golf this past weekend in Memphis, to Music Row. We got Tennessee covered, and we got all these other great places across the South covered, too. And we're glad that you've taken a little time for us to let you know all about it. All right, let's start our headlines today in North Carolina. And have you heard the Pink Lady Bandit? It's been arrested and arrested by the FBI in connection to a string of bank robberies in three states. And a person named Cirque Baez, age 35, has been arrested at a hotel in Charlotte on suspicion of robbing four banks. The most recent robbery occurred on Friday. And this suspected pink lady bandit wanted any connection with these robberies in the three states. The pink lady is changing her trademark to an orange jumpsuit. That the statement from the Pitt County, North Carolina Sheriff's Office. And this person, the Pink Lady Bank robber, uh, they also arrested Alexis Morales, a 28-year-old, as an accomplice in the Friday robbery, which took place at a BB&T branch in Hamlet, North Carolina. That's kind of toward the eastern coast of North Carolina, not far from the South Carolina line. But yeah, tellers at banks and Pennsylvania, Delaware, and North Carolina were handed notes by a bank robber demanding money. And the bank robber had a bright pink handbag when they showed up with uh, at two of the banks, and that led to the thief getting her nickname. And now the pink lady bandit with that pink thing that she was carrying, Cirque Baez, now behind bars, perhaps for quite some time after being busted in North Carolina. Now to a sad story coming from Tuscaloosa County, Alabama. A missing woman's body has now been identified. Willow Watkins has been found murdered, and her body was put in a well in Tuscaloosa County. She was 20 years old, was reported missing back on June 15th by her grandmother. She'd not been seen or heard from since then, and authorities believe she was murdered at the time of her disappearance and then dumped in this well, and she was found Monday in Tuscaloosa County, Alabama. The investigators there in Tuscaloosa County received a tip about the possible location of Watkins. And following this tip, the sheriff's office, they had deputies dispatched to this vacant house with a well on the property at Will Walker Lane in Tuscaloosa. And that's where they found this body at the bottom of the well. This 20-year-old woman, Marka Willow Watkins of Alabama, her body found. And I think there's been two arrests in this right now. Authorities have charged Kendall Tyler Battles, 29, and Joseph Brandon Nevels, age 20, with murder and abuse of a corpse. The investigation ongoing. More arrests are possible. Watkins was a fairly recent graduate of McAdory High School and was once involved in high school pageants. And now, sadly, her life is cut short after her body now found in the bottom of a well. Well, we certainly want to keep the people in California in our thoughts as that 
terrible shooting at that festival over the weekend killed a couple people including a kid a very young child there but because of that this story here kind of got buried in the headlines and i wanted to make sure y'all were aware of this this is dateline miami authorities said that they have yet to determine whether the shooting at a synagogue in the miami area was indeed a hate crime and the authorities say they're still looking after a suspect after an attack outside the synagogue's front door the victim, identified by the rabbi there as a temple member named Joseph Lipschutz, was shot several times in the leg Sunday evening and had to go uh, to surgery at a local hospital listed in stable condition at Adventure Hospital. And the police there said that the attacker got out of a black Chevrolet Impala around 6.30 on Sunday evening and shot the 68-year-old victim as he approached the front door of the Young Israel of Greater Miami Temple. We hope that the man comes through through the surgery and is going to survive. But Joseph Lipschutz, 68 years old, shot in the leg going into the temple there in Miami. We certainly will keep you abreast of this developing story and hopefully nothing too bad with a story like anti-Semitism. It's probably just another example of stupidity, to be honest with you, but we will let you know. Well, black lawmakers in the Commonwealth of Virginia are going to boycott President Donald Trump's Jamestown visit as he's scheduled to be there today. And this is happening in Jamestown. The Virginia Legislative Black Caucus said its members are not going to today's ceremony, which is marking the 400th anniversary of the first representative assembly in the Western Hemisphere. President Trump attending this and the commemoration of the birth of this nation and its democracy will be tarnished unduly with the participation of the president. This a statement from this legislative black caucus in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Caucus members said they will also boycott other parts of a week-long series of events and have instead planned alternative commemorations in Richmond. Trump, who event organizers say will give remarks today, is among the state and national leaders and dignitaries scheduled to attend the Jamestown ceremony. President Trump there at Jamestown marking the 400th anniversary of the Jamestown settlement. More news coming from the Commonwealth. Virginia's Department of Historic Resources is now backing down, uh, backing rather, an alternative to Governor Ralph Northam's call to take down a archway honoring the president of the Confederacy, Jefferson Davis. This thing was put up in the 1950s. And at Fort Monroe, the preservation officer there says that instead the letters reading Jefferson Davis Memorial Park will be removed from the arch and put on another location at the U.S. Army site. What's funny is this is the recommendation of the Virginia Department of Historic Resources, a preservationist group, and they want to remove this Confederate monument, if that's what you want to call it. It's just simple words. There's no statue here. It's the letters at the Jefferson Davis Memorial Park at Fort Monroe, Virginia, and that's what this person recommends again very strange that comes from a preservationist a city in south carolina that took away a memorial to the fallen police officers there now is putting this thing up but it is going up with a slight modification from how it once was as city officials in tiga k south carolina which is just south of charlotte north carolina they announced that they are bringing back this stone memorial honoring fallen police officers after it was removed last week, after a little controversy developed in Tiga Gay, 
officials said the return of the memorial, which honors the fallen soldiers and is on the grounds of the police department, was a compromise. What they've done is they initially scrubbed off three references to Lord that were on this thing, but also there was a Bible verse on the front. And as part of the compromise that some residents were upset about, they are going to omit the biblical reference on one side, but they're going to keep Lord on the other side. Again, this Antigua K, South Carolina. I'll go ahead and read some of the back that's going to remain. Instead of scratching off the word Lord, it says, Lord, I ask for courage, courage to face and conquer my own fears, courage to take me where others will not go. I ask for the strength. And it continues on there. And the fallen police officer monument, Tiga K, South Carolina. How about this story coming from Florida? A surfer there was attacked by a shark. Okay. We've read stories like this before. Not all that happened, all that often shark attacks happen. But this guy, Frank O'Rourke, was surfing at Jacksonville Beach on Saturday when this shark attacked him in the water. And this 23 year old professional surfer, what did he do when he got attacked? Did he go to the hospital? Did he did he go running around screaming like a little girl as I would if I were attacked by a shark? Now, nah, Frank O'Rourke decided to head off to the local bar. And he said that sharks come out of the water and grabs my arm right by my elbow, kind of tugs a little bit and thrashes. And he joked, I guess it tasted me and was like, nope. And yeah, his friend that said that they were swimming at the time and the shark attacked so he got out of the bar or got out of the got out of the ocean sounds like i've been drinking at the bar with him got out of the ocean and headed right down to the bar to get fueled up now that you don't hear from every day in jacksonville florida all right we've got more headlines plus at the end of the hour we're going to go switch over to political talk and howie morgan of the election impact group is coming on you don't want to miss the fun this is y'all we'll be right back Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. 
This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Children running, playing tag Mama calling, supper time Life was simple, looking through young eyes Seems like a hundred years ago A different place and time Used to be in color Advancing forward with more news from across the South. Welcome back to Y'all, the show that is all about Dixie with your host, John Rawl. Hit us up, 803-816-1170. That's a text and phone number you can call anytime with your questions, comments, suggestions. We welcome it, 803-816-1170. Now, let's start back with some headlines. We return to the state of Florida for this one, and this one just might be a biggie. A biggie, especially if you're a parent and you're trying to plan out future vacations. Universal Orlando is planning to make a major press conference on Thursday. As Universal said that this press conference scheduled for 10 Eastern, 9 Central at the Orange County Convention Center is something we all need to be paying attention to. There's speculation that Universal has plans for a new theme park. And it's been previously reported that Universal over the past few years had been acquiring hundreds of acres of land around Sand Lake Road for a possible addition to its current theme parks. Back in 2018, Universal purchased, purchased about 500 acres of undeveloped land east of International Drive. If you've been in that area, you know exactly where I'm talking about. That area is bordered to the north by Sand Lake Road and to the south by Destination Parkway. And public documents and corporate earnings calls have also hinted that Universal plans to build a new theme park on the land near the Orange County Convention Center. So once again, another theme park perhaps coming to Central Florida and this major announcement taking place Thursday morning. Keep your ears glued for that one and we'll let you know come Friday if indeed that's what the speculation is all about. Well, President Trump went to war against Baltimore, it appears, over the weekend, specifically Elijah Cummings' congressional district, after he and Cummings have had difficulties over the last few years. The congressman from the Baltimore area and the president have sparred mostly on social media. But in a series of tweets, the president now has lashed out at Reverend Al Sharpton, calling him a con man, which is also a term used to describe President Trump on more than one occasion. But a lot of Marylanders are coming to the defense of Baltimore, Maryland, and the president probably not the smartest thing to call out a congressional district as he did here. In fact, calling Cummings King Elijah in one of the tweets on Monday, Sharpton hit back Monday posting a photo of himself on Instagram with Trump speaking to him, the Reverend Jesse Jackson and the late music legend James Brown. 
and Trump at the National Action Network Convention 2006, telling James Brown and Jesse Jackson why he respects my work. Different to now, according to Al Sharpton. And sure enough, he has that photo of James Brown and Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson there. President Trump attended that many, many years ago. One of the voices that I saw on Monday attacking President Trump was the former Republican lieutenant governor of Maryland, Michael Steele, who went on to be the chair of the Republican National Committee. He said that Trump's remarks and bipartisan outrage in the black community is certainly not welcome. He said he doesn't even know what's going on there. And so President Trump, again, probably not the smartest thing, but hey, that's what he does, right? He, he throws these things out there, probably going to hurt him severely. But does anybody really know the answer to that? The guy marches to his own drum and nobody can really tell him what to do, not even his own family members. And the consequences are, hey, he may get elected reelected that is in 2020 or he may go down in flames in 20 hey how about this there's that potential he could lose 2020 and then run again in 2024 and i'm sure he probably would knowing trump isn't politics exciting that's why in the next segment howie morgan's coming on with our southern political report you don't want to miss the fun for that more politics but this is more of a personal thing as the senator for georgia johnny isaacson he's now going to miss a couple of days in congress and going to miss some big votes before recess because he's recovering from a fall the atlanta journal constitution has reported that he could miss consideration of a 320 billion dollar budget and confirmation of a georgia-based federal district judge because the 74 year old republican was in a marietta rehab rehabilitation facility at the end of last week, hospitalized after fracturing four ribs in a fall at his Washington, D.C. apartment earlier in July. And the senator's office said he plans to return to Washington when the Senate reconvenes in early September. So he, he's not going back to D.C. for several weeks. Also, I didn't realize this, Senator Isaacson suffers from Parkinson's disease, which is a chronic and progressive movement disorder that limits his mobility again. Johnny Isaacson, Georgia, having some real health problems right now and in a rehab facility outside of Marietta right now. The 74-year-old Republican trying to recoup. How about a story from Hampton, Virginia, where Hampton University is, a historically black college along the tidewater of Virginia. And officials at Hampton University have fired nine of the police officers on the force for sharing misogynistic racist and other offensive remarks via social media hampton university's statement did not detail the remarks the officers made but it said they were fired for egregious violations of the university's code of conduct. the school employs 25 officers and here they are firing nine of the 25 officers a local television station there in hampton reported that it had obtained a copy of a termination letter that one of the officers received in it Deputy Chief Ronald Davis said some officers and supervisors were engaged in a so-called meme war. The meme wars is described as a jovial release of photographs and captions designed to levy insults at others in the group as well as persons outside the group. The police force for this majority black school of about 4,300 students is near the Chesapeake Bay, and it's the latest to become ensnared in controversy over police officers' social media postings. Again, let me remind all y'all, all this stuff can come back and bite you on the tuchus, so yeah, you got to be careful, okay? 
I, I don't think I need to remind you all that. WWE wrestler and legend Jerry Lawler has now filed suit over his son's death. His son was in prison several months back in Hardeman County, Tennessee, and the Hall of Fame wrestler Jerry the King Lawler has now filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Hardeman County, Tennessee, where his son suffered a fatal injury while incarcerated. And the law firm of Rosenblum and Reisman said in a statement, that Lawler is seeking compensatory and punitive damages for the numerous failures of the county and its employees that resulted in the death of former WWE star Brian Christopher Lawler. The 46-year-old Lawler was found hanging in his Hardeman County jail cell and died the next day at a hospital. Authorities have said the death resulted from a suicide attempt. Jerry Lawler has expressed doubt about the manner of his son's death. We'll find out. A lawsuit filed in the death of the king's son. In Houston, Texas, a woman there is accused of cooking up a raw beef insurance scheme. Yeesh, that sounds kind of disgusting, to be honest with you. But sure enough, this woman is accused of taking part in an undercooked scheme in which she claims she was served raw hamburger meat at two different locations of a fast food chain. And this woman, a former lieutenant with the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Cassandra Brooks is her name. She's now been charged with insurance fraud and faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted. Harris County, Texas District Attorney Kim Ogg says Brooks was awarded more than $10,000 as part of an insurance settlement after she claimed that she had been served raw beef at a Sonic restaurant in Lake Charles, Louisiana in July of 2018. And then she made a similar claim at a Sonic in suburban Houston just one month later and got 10000 bucks. The 53-year-old Brooks does not have a attorney listed as of right now. But, yeah, off to claim this raw beef insurance scheme. And now this person, again, who worked with the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, being accused of this scheme. Speaking of raw meat, in the second hour of today's Y'all Show, make sure you stick around. Our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, will be with us. And he's going to talk about good raw meat when you go to the butcher shop. What should you find? What should you ask for? And maybe you're confused at some of the items on the butcher board, what's available. And the barrister is going to walk us through and make it oh so easy for you to understand. That's coming up in our second hour of today's Y'all Show. You don't want to miss out on the fun. Final story here. Great news if you're an alumni of the Mississippi University for Women in Columbus, Mississippi, as it's been about a decade since the bell tower there told on the w campus but guess what the bell is now going to toll at callaway hall because it's been fixed after 10 years of silence nobody really knows the exact reason there a person on campus there at the mississippi university for women found a series of misaligned micro switches inside the clock's mechanism that caused the bell to stop chiming on the hour and after fixing those, the clock is operating correctly and accurately. And how about this as an explanation of why the darn thing might be working? They didn't really have a technician go up there and really do a lot of work. But one explanation is that the bell started ringing again, seemingly at random, because maybe a critter of some kind fixed it. I bet you a squirrel climbed that darn thing. The day the squirrel went berserk at the Mississippi University for Women in Columbus, Mississippi. Go W. That's good news for all those in columbus at a lovely campus there at the mississippi university for women the w well that is a look at headlines from across the south here on this tuesday edition when we come back we're going to switch over to talking hey more mississippi news 
Howie Morgan's going to be on from the Mississippi-based Election Impact Group, and he's going to tell us about the Magnolia State's race for governor next week. One week from today, there is a primary in Mississippi, and people will have a choice of governor on the Republican side and Democratic side, and other statewide officials up on the ballot. We'll let you know about that. Plus, Louisiana and Kentucky also have governor's races going on right now. And Howie Morgan's going to weigh in on all that. That's after the break on y'all. Hang on now. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. What a day for tennis. You ready to play? Ugh. Is everything all right? This side is pressure. Allegra D knows that allergy congestion can get in the way of enjoying the moment. Uh, go ahead and practice without me. Allegra D helps you break through congestion fast. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant for 24 hours of congestion-free breathing. Whoa, nice volley. How about another set? Only if you go easy on me. <laughs> get Allegra D and get back to the moment. Starts working in one hour. Available at the pharmacy counter. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Ah, over in Aberdeen on my way to New Orleans. I was open Aberdeen on my way to New Orleans. Them Aberdeen women told me it was bound my gasoline. Back into the Y'all Show. Reminder, coming up in just a few moments, you'll be joined by the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hearmans. And today, he's going to talk about various cuts of meat that you can choose from when you go into your local butcher shop. Yes, we're kind of the pregame of your barbecue. you, you got to have the right meat. And Matt Hearmans will be on later this show to tell you in the second hour of the Y'all Show. But right now... On the Y'all Show, a very special guy, Howie Morgan of the Election Impact Group, is returning to our program to talk Southern politics. We've got a couple of governor's races we're keeping our eye on in the South. There are votes going on in 2019, and we're here to tell you about it with Mr. Morgan. Hello, Howie. 
John, glad to be with you. Good to get you back on as Howie was one of our first guests. And we had him on back in November after the big election there, the midterm. But hey, a lot of people are really focused more on 2020 right now. But in certain southern states, it's kind of fun right now because there's votes going on for governors and other statewide offices in Mississippi. I know there's elections going on in Kentucky and louisiana and up first is what's going on in the magnolia state as on tuesday august 6th one week exactly from today the primary for the governor's election and the other statewide offices and really throughout the state with other positions up on the ballot is going on howie what can you tell us about what's going on in mississippi well you're right about the weird calendar there are only three states that have off-year elections and that would be, of course, Kentucky, Mississippi, and Louisiana. So those states get to have a little bit of action when other states are having nothing on going on at all. So there's a little little bit of activity going across all three states, and and uh, it's it's making things fun for junkies like me. Yeah, and that is probably done intentional for junkies like you, Howie, because this gets a lot, a lot of attention to these three states. Well, it's it's more than that. It allows them to not tie in to the national elections. So when you, if you, if you have overwhelming desire to vote for president, not that many people vote for governor's races. It's a different kind of election. And so it allows it to be more localized. It has more of a local flavor where you don't just go vote for the president and then you vote down ticket. No, you're actually going to vote for governor. People are coming out to go vote for governor in these races. Speaking of that, in Mississippi, let's talk about who's on the ballot this year for governor. As Phil Bryant is term limited, he will be stepping aside in uh, 2020. Whenever, I guess, January rolls around, there'll be a new governor of Mississippi sworn in in Jackson. Who's running in Mississippi in this primary? Well, there are a lot of people on the ballot, but the main people who are running are three Republicans in the Republican primary and one Democrat, uh, the current attorney general, is running for the Democrat seat. Uh, the three who are running as Republicans are uh, Robert Foster, a state representative in North Mississippi, uh, Tate Reeves, the current lieutenant governor and former state treasurer, and Bill Waller, who is the retired Supreme Court justice. And he's actually the son of a former governor, Bill Waller, as well. Hmm. Uh, it's It's been a, you know, the Republican primary is all the actions over there, of course. And it has been very interesting. Tate Reeves had tons of money. He's been elected into office now for 16 years. He's had $6 million in the bank. And he was the heir apparent, no doubt about it. But at the very last minute, and I mean literally the last day, Bill Waller decided to run. The rumors were he was going to run as independent. He surprised everyone by by getting into the Republican primary. And that create a situation there where it looks like, and we don't know for sure, but it looks like he may force a runoff in the Mississippi election for governor. Uh, Mr. Foster in North Mississippi has probably, however, got the most attention nationally because he was the guy who actually would not let the reporter ride in the truck with him during a day of campaigning. And so he got on Washington Post, CNN, Fox News. He was all over the news. And for a campaign that didn't have a lot of money, Boy, that free earned media was just fantastic for his his uh, his chance to also make the runoff as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out on the Republican side. Will Tate Reeves and all his money and his 16 years in office allow him to become the nominee for the Republican or for the for governor of Mississippi on the Republican side, or will there be a, uh, a battle to to see him and runoff 
and see if he doesn't get it or not. Well, let me ask you this. Why is Tate Reeves, why is this even a discussion about him having competition? He should have had this thing sewn up four years ago. Well, he has had a history in the legislature when he was lieutenant governor of not being on the same side as some of our other people who are in office. Uh, the conservatives led by actually it was a faction created in the state Senate to go against Tate Reeves by a guy named Chris McDaniel. And he started the conservative caucus just to fight Tate Reeves. Tate Reeves was on the same side as many people who were, uh, you know, who fought illegal immigration. Uh, Governor Bryant actually had a paper way back when, when he was the auditor, talking about the cost of illegal immigration on our state. And Tate Reeves did not exactly was on the same side as that issue. He also was never in, in favor of school choice reforms. Um, so he's had a lot of people on the conservative side that didn't like him uh, as policy positions. Also, he has, I, I, I don't know how to say this, but it, it, it's been really surprising to see several, actually many, former state party leaders. I mean, these are the gods of Mississippi politics who came out against uh, Tate Reeves. And we're saying that he can't work with anybody else. He doesn't get along with others. And this, this, they're putting their names to it. These are the guys who create the Republican Party, and they put their names on letters, uh, including the sons of governors, uh, Governor Fordyce. His, his kids also came out in favor of Bill Waller. A lot of people got it in, got in favor of Bill Waller. So, Mr. Reeves may, obviously has, has, I guess he's upset quite a few people over the years, and and they didn't want him to 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 just walk right in that race at all. And so, it will be see if they actually could turn that around a guy who no one knew five months ago uh, bill waller as the chief justice of the supreme court no one knew him at all he never ran for office uh for uh, for a political office and now all of a sudden he has a chance to become the next governor of mississippi hmm. and he did that all in just five months well it's a fantastic mississippi governor's race we're talking with howie morgan of the election impact group you've got foster waller and Tate Reeves all going up on the Republican side. The Democratic side is very intriguing, too. But before I talk about Jim Hood, let me ask you, is Phil Bryant weighing in at all in this governor in this yes, governor's uh, thing? Phil Bryant is actually a very, very popular governor, one of the most popular governors in the state at 70 percent approval rating. And he is strongly behind uh, Lieutenant Governor Tate Reeves. Is he? OK. All right. I Commercials was, and everything. So I, I did not know that. I guess that's advantage Tate with that particular endorsement in a Republican primary. Now, the interesting thing, Howie, is when we talk about the Democratic side, normally Mississippi is as solid Republican as any southern state. Correct. But Jim Hood has been a statewide elected official for decades now, and he probably has the greatest chance for the Democrats to pick up a governor's seat in Mississippi in a long time, I guess, since Ronnie Musgrove. Absolutely. He is a pro-life, a law and order uh, Democrat, and that has proven to be very, very well in running in Republican states all across this country. So he has a, a, a shot here. He's also from northeast Mississippi, which is where the old Miss uh, factor is. And that means a lot to people. People, he's, he would be the only person running for governor from Ole Miss. And quite frankly, the Ole Miss alumni are very, very... That's not true. In, in Rob, Foster is an Ole Miss guy. Well, I, true, but oh, he, has to, well, he has to get in there first. Well, and then is, is, is uh, Waller not an Ole Miss guy? He went to undergrad at the at, uh, um, at Mississippi College oh. for law school. So. God, he's a Choctaw. It, so he is... Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see that the Ole Miss family wants to get behind 
somebody and and because they have if, if you look at the history of the state of mississippi and i mean go back all the way to 1817 you will see that the only person who became governor of mississippi was an old miss graduate or somebody from out of state like harvard yale uh, purdue uh, naval academy and the, uh, west point so until phil bryant got elected there was never anybody from any school in state besides uh, uh old miss graduates and so they kind of want that back, and and they believe, and a lot of those lawyers in, in the the hills of Mississippi would like to get behind uh, Jim Hood. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the runoff, how the general election goes. All right. So Howie, if we went to Vegas with you and you put your odds on favorite on a Republican at least, who is going to emerge as the champion on the Republican side? I think Tate Reeves is going to be having some indigestion in the Republican primary, but he will come out ahead. And I would expect him to, even if he has trouble with uh, Jim Hood at the end, this is a solid Republican pro-Trump state. And I would expect uh, President Trump to come down here and help Tate Reeves cross the finish line ahead. Do you think any of the national Democrats are going to come in and try to help Jim Hood? Yes, I do, even though he is pro-life. But a lot of them will not help him because of his pro-life position. Okay. All right. Well, that's Mississippi. And this is a big one. Again, it's August 6th, one week from right now, Mississippians go to the polls with a primary, again, for governor, but also other statewide elections are up on the ballot right now, and a lot of local stuff going on in the Magnus, Magnolia State next week. Howie, what about Kentucky? you got a interim, or a guy who's right now in Governor Bevin, who's, I guess, rattled some feathers in the Commonwealth, and the Democrats are gunning for his position. Yeah, and I, I, I keep hearing that, but th- this is a solid Republican state with good support of President Trump, and I, I can't see Matt Bevin. They, they want to challenge him because they want to go after, quite frankly, the National Democrats want to go after him uh, because they want to go after Mitch McConnell in 2020, and this is that's their way of, of, of trying things out. I, I have a hard time believing that Governor Bevin is going to uh, not stay in the office and and Yes, he is running against someone who is the current attorney general and actually the son of a former governor, Steve Bashir. This is Andy Bashir. So he does have some chops for sure. He's won a statewide office and his dad's won a statewide office. But I just can't see the state of Kentucky deciding to go blue. Well, again, it's pretty solid red, just like the state of Mississippi. And Bashir, by the way, attorney general, got his undergrad at Vanderbilt and his law degree from UVA. And as you said, serving right now as the 50th attorney general of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And your Vegas line on this one, Bashir versus Bevin? I would definitely put my money on Bevin after he reelected in Kentucky. All right. Do we know when that primary is? Uh, I do not know when the primary is, uh, for, to be honest with you, but okay. it is coming up uh, sometime soon, and, and I'm sure we'll have a, a, a fun battle. In fact, it may have already happened. I think the primary actually already Oh, has. okay. That's why these two were your finalists, and I yes. assume they'll be voting in November for the, for the one Correct. that matters. Correct. Election day in early November. Now we go to Louisiana and Howie. They always do things a little different in the Pelican State. Yeah, they have an open... Uh, primary system, and it's a whole lot different. The top two candidates, no matter what party, get to go on to a runoff unless someone gets 50%. And they actually don't even have a filing deadline. You can still run for office right now in Louisiana. You have until August 8th to even announce yourself as a candidate. 
And then the actual primary election is October 12th with a runoff on uh, on November 16th, if needed. So it's really a whole lot. It's a lot different than any other state in the nation, for sure. This is a uh, jungle you, primary? Jungle primary, October 12th. And they literally, four weeks later, the top two people, if needed, I mean, you assumed that it was going to get 50%, they will then go to a runoff on, on November 16th. Well, Louisiana, just like Jim Hood in Mississippi, who's running to be the governor of that state, Governor Edwards in Louisiana is also a pro-life Democrat. Well, he was also lucky. Uh, he was a pro-life Democrat. He did get elected in Louisiana. But there was a big hangover effect in the state of Louisiana. There was uh, a lot of people were still mad at Bobby Jindal when he was Republican as governor for the spending cuts that they had. And that was that the whole state went off on the rails. And the uh, the guy who they actually nominated as the candidate had a little history of, of, of uh, well, he would dally with some prostitutes. And that wasn't very good for Republicans at all when that came out. So it was easy for John Bell Edwards to become a Democrat governor in Louisiana. But he's got some challenges this year. Two guys are already out there, Republicans, and who are very vocal and been campaigning very strongly. A millionaire named uh, Eddie Raspone. He's a contractor out of uh, uh, North Mississippi, I mean, excuse me, North Louisiana, and the current congressman who's been in three terms from Monroe in the northeast part of the state, a guy named Ralph Abraham, congressman and also a, a doctor. He actually was a, was a veterinarian first and then went back to medical school for 10 years and became a doctor. And he is now the congressman uh, for northeast Louisiana, and he's running against him. And they're out there campaigning ads on TV, and they're going strong here in Louisiana to see who's going to be the one who you assume would challenge uh, John Bell Edwards as a Democrat nominee. And it was brought up on our show the other day, Howie, that with this recent, if you want to call it a hurricane that went through Louisiana, Governor Edwards was big time on television trying to show Louisianans how he was on top of the game there for that particular emergency. To, and I want to know, is there any chance he could end up finishing third in this jungle primary? Well, there is. I mean, it is a strongly, you know, Republican state as well, but it has been trending more Republican over the years. And I would, I don't think it's enough as a critical mass for him to, to not become a nominee, at least on the Democrat side. I don't see a split in Democrat party. There are no other Democrats even running right now or being rumored to run. Uh, there are some other Republicans that aren't thinking about running. Mm. Uh, I still see on the, the names of, of, uh, Charles Bustani, the former congressman. Uh, he, he was, he may want to run still. And again, they still have 10 more, or two more weeks to figure out if they want to run. So it would be hard for the, uh, it's easy for the Republicans to have their vote, votes split up. It's much harder for the Democrats. And so I would assume that Governor Edwards would run for, would be on the final ballots, uh, facing one of the Republicans. But because this is a jungle primary, let's remind all y'all, there's a chance your sitting governor may not be on that top two heading into the runoff. And so he would be shut out. Of running for governor if, if that true. if that were to happen probably not likely but it could happen that's the way the rules are in louisiana as we wrap up with howie morgan of the election impact group howie anything else southern politics we need to be kind of on the lookout for heading into the 2020 primary uh, presidential race uh, it's all about the democrats and who's going to challenge uh, president trump in 2020 and that battle is still be slogging on for quite some time and it'd be very interesting uh, for everyone to see who actually comes out on that side. 
will it be a pragmatist who can beat Trump or will the party decide to be uh, kind of like the Tea Party is, but reverse and go strong left and they have a socialist or some of the strong liberal uh, bent uh, be the candidate nominee. Be, uh, we'll, we'll see who they choose. Yeah. Well, it did come out at the end of last week, Howie, that they have a new poll from South Carolina on the likely Democratic choice in the primary against South Carolina is the first state in the South to have a presidential primary. And Joe Biden is leading, although nowhere close to what he was a while back. And is he going to be able to just edge out there, in your opinion, come twenty early 2020 when they have the primary? I actually see polling all across the country that Biden has gone down over the course of the campaign, but he's right right back up where he was when he okay. first started the race. Okay. And so I, I expect him to still win. All right. There you have it. From Howie Morgan Election Impact Group coming on today to help us learn a little bit more about all that's going on with the governor's races of Mississippi, Kentucky, and Louisiana. And we'll check up with Howie again when we get closer to 2020 and more fun going on in the South. Howie, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, John. All right, everybody, Howie Morgan. When we come back in the second hour of today's Y'all Show, as promised, we're going to talk barbecue with Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. All that ahead on Y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is the standard of excellence of Southern Broadcasting. This is the Y'all Show in our second hour on this Tuesday edition with your host, John Rawl. Welcome back to the All Southern Program. It's a delight to be with you each and every hour. And if you'd like to reach us here at the Y'all Show, don't be bashful. Our number is 803-816-1170. We'd love to hear from you and get your take on the South. Maybe you've got a suggestion or comment. Hey, if you want to criticize We'll, we're big boys here and big girls. We'll, we'll welcome that feedback, 803-816-1170. And, of course, go to our website, y'all.com. We've got more and more stuff going on that website each and every hour of each and every day, including each day we put on the Y'all Show on y'all.com. You hey, go on there and you can find all of our episodes, including today's episode right there. Click of a button and voila. The Y'all Show coming right to you via y'all.com. It's the website all about the South. It's the ultimate guide to the South. Y'all.com. I encourage you to go there and like it and follow it and bookmark it. And on Facebook, find y'all.com on Facebook and you will be set for all your Southern greatness. 
at y'all.com. We've got barbecue barrister Matt Hearman's coming up in a few minutes on the show. He's going to let you know about different types of beef when you go down to the local butcher and you're a little confused like I was when I went in there the other day. He's going to walk us through all of the choices available at a butcher shop. Just beef alone this week. I don't think we're going to have time for pork. We'll try to squeeze it in. If we don't have time for the pork products, we'll get to that next week when the barbecue barrister is back on with us. So if you have always wondered what in the world does sirloin and all the other choices of steak mean, a minute, what in the world's a minute steak anyway? <laughs> well, the barrister is going to fill us in when we have that report coming up in just a few minutes of today's y'all show. And once again, I want to remind you come Wednesday, we're going to be on the road. We're going to be in Music City, USA, visiting In the Flesh with Precious Harris. She and I are going to a number one party for Jordan Davis today. And I'll be on Wednesday with her to tell you about it. And also, we'll kind of let you know everything else going on in Music City. Plus, we have a newcomer that's going to join us, Stephanie Nash. She'll be our special guest right here. And we'll get to have her play and sing. And it'll be a lot of fun. And if if, if we're lucky, we're going to have more artists come on, maybe wednesday but maybe thursday or maybe we'll just have to archive it and get to it next week but i promise you it'll be fun as we have plenty of fun here on the all southern show well right now on tuesdays we go to sports land yap on the y'all show and we're talking about the y'all show being the standard of excellence well every nfl team has to excel if you don't excel if you're not the best of the best you're gone <laughs> you get your binder in spring or not fall camp i guess is what's going on right now summer workouts where you try to make the 53 man roster and if you don't do good they come ask for your folder back your binder and you're out of there. And guess what? This can also happen for the coaching staff as the Miami Dolphins on Monday fired their offensive line coach one week into camp in Davie, Florida. And offensive line coach Pat Flaherty has been replaced by Dave DeGlobio. I have no idea how you say his last name, but Flaherty was hired in February shortly after Brian Flores took over as the head coach of the Fish and the Dolphins, uh, the Dolphins offensive line has struggled throughout spring and summer. And now the coach, Flores of Miami, said, you know what, Coach Flaherty? I think we'd be better off without you, even though we're only days away from our first preseason game and we're just over a month away from our first real game on the NFL schedule. You're going to have to hit the road. You're going to have to swim on out of here. No more Dolphin football for you. And that's what happened. On Monday, rough business. It is a rough business in the NFL. More NFL transactions. Now, from the personnel standpoint, from the player's perspective, the New Orleans Saints have cut a player amid a comeback from an injury. Isn't that just terrible? Cameron Meredith was cut. He's a wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Cut four days into his second training camp with the team. Sean Payton announced this Monday. Meredith told ESPN's reporter that he was not expecting it. It's on to the next chapter. He said just a lot of stuff going on in New Orleans now, and they needed to make a move. And he says that maybe there's another team that's looking for a wide receiver. He played with the Chicago Bears and was hoping to finally return from a knee injury that he suffered back in 2017. But Peyton and the general manager of the Saints, Mickey Loomis, both said it came down to a numbers issue at the wide receiver position. And this guy who was hoping to make it was not going to make it here, at least for New Orleans as the Saints won't save much cash or salary cap space by releasing Meredith, who also 
agreed to pay a pay cut of 2.1 million to stay with the team back in March. He was due to receive 1.3 million in base salary with a 500,000 fully guaranteed deal. He's 26 years old and is looking to maybe take his services elsewhere here for the New Orleans, well, now that he's off the New Orleans Saints roster. Another tough move in the NFL happened on Monday as the former first round pick of the Arizona Cardinals, Robert Kendiche, was sent packing out of Phoenix. The team announced it released the defensive lineman over the weekend in three seasons. Kendiche played in just 27 games for Arizona and he's had problems off the field. Remember, he's a guy that was the number one college pick or a guy coming out of high school, he was the number one person in the country in around 2013, 2014. And of all places, he chose to go to the University of Mississippi when Hugh Freeze was there. Part of that reason, by the way, was his older brother was already on the roster in Oxford. And so he chose to go there over Clemson, over Georgia, over Alabama. And it really made Hugh Freeze look like a rock star. And that class for the University of Mississippi, the land sharks of today, the rebels of yesteryear, was like the top class they've ever had and one of the top classes back then. And then at the University of Mississippi, he had pretty good seasons. But in the final year that he played there, which I think would have been his junior year, the year they went to the Sugar Bowl and played Oklahoma State, remember he got uh, thrown out of a window or something and missed out on the final game and had some kind of crazy drug in his system too and the cardinals chose him and really kind of has been a disappointment i'm actually surprised he's made it this far in the nfl but the cardinals saying goodbye to robert kendiche former mississippi land shark now off their cardinals roster and looking to catch on perhaps with somebody else now to college news and the benedict arnold of south carolina of the state of south carolina has just happened And I think Clemson fans are okay with it because they got so much talent at Clemson. I think they're going to be just fine. They got ETN coming back at running back, CU in the Valley looking good, but they're going to be without a guy who is entering his senior season and a Spartanburg, South Carolina native as Tavion Feaster is switching from Clemson to the hated South Carolina Gamecocks for his final college season. On Monday, he posted a picture of himself on Instagram wearing a garnet and black Gamecocks jersey sitting in front of a locker with his name on it. He's a five foot 220-pound player who was part of Clemson's national championship teams of 2016 and 2018. He rushed for 1,330 yards and 15 touchdowns in three seasons for the Clemson Tigers. But now he's going to go down I-26 and play for the South Carolina Gamecocks. But he's going to have to compete with fellow senior running backs Rico Dowdle and A.J. Turner if he wants to make it on Will Muschamp's team. But South Carolina looks to be loaded up in the running back position, at least in 2019. And they got a senior there at center and quarterback, Jake Bentley. So Gamecocks offense looking pretty stout right now. And that's going to come a long way because that's going to help them because they got the toughest schedule in all of college football. They need all the offensive power they can possibly get. Let's fast forward a few years. It came out on Monday that the University of Alabama and the University of Wisconsin have announced a home and home series to be played in the 2024 and 2025 seasons. The Tide will go up to Madison and play on September 14th of 2024. And then UW will come down to the Capstone and play in Tuscaloosa on September 13th of 2025. Alabama coach Nick Saban said that we're excited to add another high caliber non-conference game to the future schedule. 
We played a great game with Wisconsin and Arlington a few years back, and this home-and-home series will be a tremendous opportunity for our programs to play in two of the best atmospheres in college football. So it's the Badgers, Bucky Badger, coming to meet Big Al. But it's going to be about five years before they get up on the gridiron, so hold on to your seat there, Crimson Tide fans. And as we wrap up our sports lanyard for the week here on this Tuesday edition, let's go over to the hard court, some basketball-related things for you to maybe tune into and check out later in the week. I told you a few days ago about the basketball tournament, TBT. ESPN's got a couple of these games already in the can on their networks, and they're going to have more coming up as we're now to the finals of TBT. As this thing tipped off back on July 19th, and they've had about 64 teams from all over the country competing, and it's pretty good basketball. I'll be honest, and part of the reason it's good basketball is because there's $2 million at stake. If you win the final game, if you win the championship, it's winner-take-all, $2 million. And that, coupled with the fact that these games are available for you to watch on ESPN or their streaming partners like Watch ESPN, it's made for some good basketball here at the end of July. A couple of the teams that are headed to Chicago this weekend includes the Overseas Elite, Team Hines, Brotherly Love, and Jackson, Tennessee's own Jackson TN Underdogs. Now, I saw them play and emerge out of the Memphis bracket, and they're a good team. So all of you who are listening to us in Jackson, Tennessee, on our affiliate there, 93.1, the talk of Jackson, get behind the Jackson, Tennessee Underdogs as they face off in their first TBT sort of semifinal, quarterfinal, whatever the case may be. Their game is going to be against the Golden Eagles alumni, and that's going to be Thursday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central time from Chicago. That's going to be televised on ESPNU, the Jackson Underdogs. They've got a lot of players that suited up at one time for Lambeth University, which is now the University of Memphis Lambeth campus. Also some other area schools in West Tennessee. But they also have a great player who is a Jackson, Tennessee native who played for the Arkansas Razorbacks like two years ago, Jalen Barford. And he is a force on the hard court point guard. And he is a big player that may be able to take this opportunity with TBT and and at least find his way to a workout with an NBA team. It's TBT. It's basketball here as we get ready to turn the calendar to August. And I, I liked it. I saw it and I love the way this TBT works. So at the last four minutes, when there's a last timeout under four minutes, they have the Elam effect. And what happens is the team that's got the score of the highest score, they add, I think it's eight points, maybe nine points to that person, to that team's score. So let's say the score is one team's got 90, the other score team's got, let's say 90 to 84. Okay. So the Elam effect means that you add nine to 90. So 99. So the Elam effect says that the first team to get 99 wins. So even though that other team had 84, they can still win the game if they can bring defense and get a lot of points and they can score 99 before the other team gets to 99. What it does is it shuts off the clock and it cuts out a lot of ticky-tack fouls and, and other goofy things that happen in basketball games. It's a really intriguing way to watch basketball, this Elam effect. And I encourage you to maybe check it out. If you like basketball at all, it's worth checking TBT and good luck to the Jackson, Tennessee underdogs as they are in Chicago 
this week, along with any of the other teams that have a connection to the South. I think a lot of the teams got eliminated, to be honest with you. So good luck, Jackson, Tennessee, underdogs, and bring back the trophy to West Tennessee. Well, and, and the $2 million, Jalen Barford, it's up to you, sir, and your other teammates there with the underdogs. That's a look at our sports lanyap here on this Tuesday edition. When we come back on y'all, we're going to have some fun talking meat with Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. He's stopping by to tell us when you go to that butcher shop and you stand there and you're kind of confused, well, guess what? Next time you go in there after you're listening to the barrister here in a moment, you're going to be like an expert. You're going to be the expert of butchers. And we'll have all that talk right after the break here. Hang on. This is y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applied. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall took her on the radio. You know, we're just catching a little groove before the show. We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party. A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds ain't ever too early. To light one up, fill up your cup, cause I ain't no The Y'all Show. We have 
The Meeks. Yes, we do. And I'll tell you why here as we return to talk a little barbecue barrister talk with the barrister himself. Matt Hermans. welcome back to the show, sir. So glad to be back. Always so exciting. How are you, John? I am. I'm doing great. I am doing great. I had... I had you in mind Saturday night. I'm not going to tell you where I was, but it's a place that we've talked about on this show before. And I had a sausage and cheese plate and all types of ribs. I had macaroni and cheese. I had about 10 refills of tea. I was in hog heaven. You got me jealous already. I'm not going to ask where it was, but it could be any number of delicious places. But uh, now you got my mouth water. Well, I specifically had, I always have you in mind, Barrister, but when I had the option of getting a sausage and cheese plate or a cheese and sausage plate, depending on whether you're from Britain or America, I just had to get it. Yeah, well, I'm, I don't know how often I want you on my mind, but I'll I'll take that as a compliment. It was a, it was a compliment, Matt. Very good. Okay. Well, let's let's dive into today here on the show before you've talked a couple of times when we get ready to go grilling. It's important to have a really good slice of meat. And sure, you can go down to Walmart and get whatever they have there. Get the great value brand. You could go to some other grocery store that's a little bit convenient for you to kind of go in there and pull out something. But if you want to do it upright, I think this is not being a snob here. There are plenty of local butchers out there that you can step into and really get some help and really get a premium slice of meat. Am I right on that, Barrister? You, you couldn't be more right, John. There's there's no substitute, really, for a traditional meat market uh, with a butcher, of course. it's Of course, we always talk about supporting your local businesses. That's what you can do, especially in a in a smaller town, that's a great thing. I always try to do it myself. But even if you didn't care about supporting smaller businesses, it's still um, it would still be something that uh, that is there's kind of no substitute for. Uh, you've got the large grocery stores we've talked about. Uh, you don't need to go through all the names of those, but you can always get meat there. And there's somebody in the back who's who's cutting meat. And uh, no, I'm not trying to denigrate those people, but those are typically not what you would call a skilled butcher. Uh, in the way that someone at a meat market would know every bone and every muscle and every tendon and every cut and could probably uh, tell you about any part of the animal you wanted to. Yeah, it's, there's really no substitute for a great butcher. And Barrister, forgive me for being ignorant, but hey, if I'm ignorant, there's a chance somebody listening to this might be just as ignorant as I am on some of this stuff. A butcher is pretty much, you're talking about people that sell beef and pork products, not necessarily fish and not chicken, right? Um, Oh, chicken would, yeah, birds would definitely fall under the purview of a butcher as well. Any animal that, you okay. would, that would need to be broken down. Um, yeah, you wouldn't think of fish normally, but I think a lot of meat markets would have fish. It sounds weird to say butchering a fish, but uh, any, any creature, any creature that needs to be broken down is the butcher's purview for sure. All right. I like that purview here on today's y'all show. Again, most butchers have, as you said, the pork and the beef, but some have 
the chicken and some even maybe a little bit more exclusive have the seafood products as well but all available if a butcher is kind of going to stay in business and they all need to kind of set themselves apart sounds like what they have to do all right well i just happened to step into a local butcher shop the other day that's not a place i often go into barrister and so i did that i went in there and I'll be honest, I was a little confused by some of the options out there. Some I'd heard of, but a lot of them I really don't understand what they've got advertised in this butcher shop. And I bet you a lot of butcher shops kind of have similar verbiage for the items on sale there. So let me start off, if we don't mind with you, sir, kind of walking through this. And you can kind of give us the barrister's take on what these items are really are okay at a butcher shop a premium butcher shop when they sell something called ground beef what are we talking about there ground beef uh excellent so we've kind of talked a little bit that, about this before but ground beef is going to be it's a specific designation so generally it's about 70 30 beef and fat okay uh, or it could be could be 75 25 beef and fat that that's what ground beef specifically is as opposed to ground chuck or ground sirloin but generally ground beef can be basically any part of the cow that is used uh for for ground beef i mean the hints the kind of general word beef i mean all that means is it's part of the cow it'll typically be the less expensive parts of the meat in other words uh, well, there is such thing as ground sirloin. We may talk about that, but generally, when you talk about ground beef, uh, butchers are not going to be grinding up, you know, fillet or or, or ribeye and and things like that. They're going to be grinding up uh, less expensive parts of the cow, maybe the chuck or a, a round or a, you know the bottom sirloin, the flank. It depends. They're going to be serving up and ch- uh, pardon me, grinding up some of the lesser some of the cuts that maybe you're not going to get a lot of. Uh, money for when they're laid out in their butcher case so um, that's generally what it means ground beef Uh, when you talk about ground beef within the context of of different kinds of of ground meat uh, ground beef then yeah ground beef is the fattiest then you have ground chuck and then you have ground sirloin but uh, that's what that's what that is and if memory serves me correct you're kind of a fan of fatty beef or at least hamburgers right I am. I am a fan of fat in my burgers. Uh, I'm a fan of fat uh, on the point part of the brisket. It's the only part that I like. Fat is flavor. Fat is moisture. You know, fat is mouthfeel. It's all about the fat. Fat, fat is death. <laughs> to well, you. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to put it, I guess. Yeah. As he, as he sees his years of the 80s and 90s go away because he loves fat so much. yeah well you know the whole thing about uh you know when i was growing up fat was bad then fat was not bad and then fat was terrible and now fat's good again it's you know whatever nobody knows it's just like smoking cigarettes i don't particularly like them but i know people who live to be 100 years old that fire up a winston every day so exactly i remember when uh you couldn't get you know everything was low fat you just pouring sugar into your gut all day long and i don't you know who knows i'm not a i'm not an expert all right, so fatty beef, okay, ground beef there. And, again, the difference between a premium butcher shop versus what I know when I go into the grocery store sometimes, I'll see those humongous packs of ground beef there. And a lot of times it's like $5 for a pound of, of beef. But, boy, I'm sure it's loaded up with a bunch of fat, right? 
Well, yeah, it depends on, yeah, it depends on what you buy. So if you're, if you're at the grocery store and you, like you say, you have big old giant mounds of, of what you would call ground beef, uh, generally it'll be marked. It'll say Chuck or sirloin or just straight up ground beef. And we all know the little plastic uh, tubes of ground beef as well. Those are typically marked. Uh, if you look closely, sirloin, chuck, or ground beef as well. So you, you get a pretty good idea of what you're doing. Sirloin is the very lean, mm-hmm. usually more expensive, but it's also the leanest. It's probably 90-10. So, yeah, it's usually marked. Not all piles of meat-looking product are the same. I'll put it that way. All right. Now, let me ask you this question, Barrister. We're talking with Matt Hermans here in our Barbecue Barrister Report on this Tuesday Y'all Show. When you go into a grocery store specifically and you see that gigantic beef, uh, ground beef sitting there and it's been reduced, it's like $2 for 20 pounds of beef because the expiration date is like the very yeah. next day. Should, yeah. we, should we buy that? And is it okay oh, to man. go ahead, weigh in? Yeah, uh, boy, <laughs> I, don't, I hate to give advice on, on expired meat. Uh, well, you know, it depends on how how i guess how strong of a of a gut you've got you you know generally i will tell you this here's the thing the grocery store is not going to sell you anything that is spoiled put it that way now whether it's as fresh as you like it you know whether it's the color when you take it apart you'll kind of you may see a little bit of discoloration in the middle it's kind of like you know what can you handle Um, but they're not going to say anything that'll make you sick they're very strict that way so in other words in order to maintain compliance with the FDA and all that stuff, they're probably going to label meat uh, as, you know, sell by date to be a little bit earlier than they have to just to be safe. But you're not going to buy anything spoiled. It's just a matter of the looks of it. And, okay. you know, kind of it might stick with you a little bit in your brain when you're eating it. But hey, I can't advise <laughs> depends on how strong of a stomach you've got about that. Mine's pretty weak. So I usually <laughs> I usually can't buy those gigantic things of beef that yeah. are like two dollars for a hundred pounds of it. Matt, yeah. another thing offered at butcher shops is sirloin steak. Now, what does that definition mean? Sirloin steak is just a it's a steak. I hate to it's one of these like what is a sirloin steak? Well it's a sirloin steak. No, it is it is a part of the uh, the cow that is the sirloin, which is kind of on the top rear, not not quite the, the round, which is kind of the rump of the cow. Um and where the cow would sit down if it used the chair. Uh, but the uh, no, the sirloin is a little bit up higher on the back than that, and it's a generally a more tender piece of meat. A sirloin is a fine steak. They're usually sold pretty fairly thin. Uh, you don't have to um, – not a whole lot of trimming to, to do there on a sirloin steak. It's not a bad steak. It's one of those – you know, you're not going to go to a, a, a restaurant and pay 40 bucks for a sirloin necessarily. A top sirloin is kind of the – the best part of the sirloin but that's uh yeah sirloin steak is part of the sirloin part of the cow it's a decent steak it's good it's generally tender enough it's got decent flavor somewhat fatty a little bit marbled nothing wrong with it it's just kind of a lower priced uh steak but certainly able to be eaten as a steak okay also this is a term that most of us are familiar with that what exactly does this mean chuck roast chuck roast yeah so that is the the chuck so if we're looking if we're imagining kind of the side view of a cow we've already talked about the sirloin kind of being back toward the rear end and the round is the uh the uh, booty area of the cow the chuck would be kind of the neck 
uh, or the shoulder. So if you thought about a shoulder on a pig, and you know that's something we've talked about a, a lot, the shoulder of the the cow is kind of the chuck. It's a big chunk of meat. It's usually very tough. Um, ground chuck. That's kind of where that comes from. Ground chuck is when they grind up the chuck part of the cow, which is the shoulder area. There's not a whole lot. Uh, well, put it this way. If you want to cook chuck or a chuck roast, it really needs to be cooked low and very, very slow, uh, in, you know, kind of broiled or braised for a long period of time. That's, you know, I guess that's what a roast is, right? So, um, a chuck roast is part of the chuck. It's part of the neck. It's usually a big chunk of meat. It's usually got fat in it. It's got some sinew, some connective tissue. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't use these big terms. You sinew? <laughs> well, uh, let's just say gristle. How about that? Gr- so, am I going to send you a, a request yeah. to give us a definition of what sinew is? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, just think of it as gristle, connective tissue. Uh, chuck has a lot of that. It's not one of your – you're not going to You're not gonna necessarily uh, – you're not going to do a whole lot with a chuck roast unless you cook it for a very long time until it starts to fall apart like a pot roast. That could be a chuck roast would be a pot roast, for instance. All right. Also, I want to ask you the difference between a beef rib and then we're going to talk about some pork items here in a few minutes after right. the break. But what is your what's your take on beef ribs, Mr. Texan? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll shock some people. Maybe I won't. I'm not a big fan of beef ribs. I although- thought you were going to tell me that. Well, I, I prefer the pig, and I, I'm readily admit that. And I've had my share of beef ribs. I've had very, very good beef ribs. I think so. A beef rib is exactly what it is. It, it is a it is a rib from a cow. If you imagine your pork ribs that everyone's seen, I would say ninety nine point nine percent of all ribs that people have eaten in this country are pork ribs, no matter where you're from, no matter if you're from Texas or not. Beef ribs are still difficult to find, even in in Central Texas. So most people have never seen a beef rib. If you imagine a, uh, the best way to describe it is if you remember the 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 giant ribs that were served to Fred Flintstone when he pulls up to the drive-through <laughs> in the old cartoon. Uh, it's they're similar to that. They just look like dinosaur ribs. They're very large, um, and they're very they're very similar in taste to a, a good piece of brisket. There's no I guess the difference in a, a pork rib has a very unique flavor. It doesn't taste like pulled pork. It doesn't taste like ham. It doesn't taste like bacon. It tastes like a pork rib, and it's very, very unique and, and delicious, and there's, there's all kinds of different ways to cook it. A beef rib tastes a lot like brisket or a steak, or, you know, it's very, very beefy. Um, so it's essentially, the way I look at it, it's kind of a nice, fatty piece of brisket that's attached to a bone, and there's nothing wrong with that. It just tastes very, very steaky and very, very brisket-like. It doesn't have anything specific to it that would make it uh, differentiate itself. So, um, yeah, that's a beef rib. Very big, very meaty. Um, can be If it's done well, it can be tender. It can be fatty. It can have a nice bark smoke to it, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, if it's done well, it tastes a lot like um, good brisket point with a bone attached to it. If it's not done well, and a lot of them... To be honest, a lot of beef ribs are just novelties. They're not done well. It's just dry. It's like a dry steak. All right. Well, thank you for pointing that out. And again, I'm maybe the dumbest person in the world when it comes to this stuff, Matt. But again, I'm trying to be an ambassador for all of us who are <laughs> challenged when we do grilling and or go into the local butcher shop. Is is the term beef brisket, is that a beef rib? 
No, no, oh. not at all. Okay. Not at all. Well, what is no. beef brisket? Yeah, the brisket is, uh, let me think about what it would be. It would be the, on a person. I hate to make a, this is not the cannibal show, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it could it, be. It could be. If we were in Papua New Guinea, we'd probably be talking this way. But it, uh, now the brisket would be like the chest uh, of the cow. So we talked about the chuck up on the shoulder, kind of where the uh, the legs connect up top around the neck. The brisket would be the kind of the chest below the neck on the underside. So kind of the big meaty portion that you'd be staring at if a bull was about to come after you kind of below the neck there. That oh, That's the brisket. The rib is is just the rib it's totally yeah different spot so brisket doesn't necessarily mean bone no no brisket has nothing to do with bone okay all right shows my ignorance again i'm I'm just i need to go to paul paul new guinea (laughs) no well yeah you might you might serve brisket off yourself there uh no but (laughs) brisket is is there's no bone in a brisket it's just the meat that's on the chest of the cow very uh you know fatty and, and can be tough but that's why it's uh it's such a uh, it's a challenge to make it good. Yeah, no, no bone at all in a brisket. All right, stop ribbing me here. Now I know I'm a dummy. Come on now. <laughs> We're talking with the barbecue barrister Matt Hermans here in our barrister a bodacious barbecue report here on the Tuesday Y'all Show. We're not done. We still have a lot more meats to talk about with the meat man. In fact, when we come back, a couple of items that I, I'm sure we all can agree on are delish. We'll get the barrister steak on steaks. There's more than just one steak option out there. And if time permits today, because, hey, we might be so long-winded talking about steaks, we might not get to talking about pork. We'll have all that as we close out today's show after the break. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. What a day for tennis. You ready to play? Ugh. Is everything all right? This side is pressure. Allegra D knows that allergy congestion can get in the way of enjoying the moment. Uh, go ahead and practice without me. Allegra D helps you break through congestion fast. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant for 24 hours of congestion-free breathing. Whoa, nice volley. How about another set? Only if you go easy on me. <laughs> get Allegra D and get back to the moment. Starts working in one hour. Available at the pharmacy counter. segment of the y'all show as we have our barrister of bodacious barbecue on with us matt hermans and we are going through some of the items you might find if you head down to your local butcher shop and some of this stuff may just be 
so easy for you, but others, it might be a challenge, as it was for me when I walked in there. I felt like I needed to pull out my Merriam-Webster and find out what the world some of this stuff meant. I'm not sure if Webster's kind of carries all the definitions for this stuff, but Matt, I wanted to ask you, as you go to your local butcher, when it comes to steaks, there's a couple of choices there, and one of the items that I think we've all heard of, but what does it really mean round steak what is that a round steak what it means is uh you probably don't want to eat it like a steak um well it, so a round steak is from the round so any anytime you we'll go back kind of basic here i think most people well we'll, we'll just we'll cover it if, uh yeah, we'll we, just cover it this way we yeah, got we got all the time in the world professor oh we did okay well a ste- any a steak all it means is that it is a uh a flat piece of meat that is cut to where you can cook it uh, directly and evenly. In other words, we all know what a steak looks like. It's the same thickness all across. It is a of a particular size that, you know, you can sit down and kind of eat yourself. Although, you know, some are huge. There's some big giant ones. But that's what a steak is. You can theoretically make a steak out of any part of the animal. Well, maybe not a rib. You got bones there. But if, if anything is if it's a if it is cut that way. Thick across where you can cook it directly, you know, an inch or two inches is a massive steak. Um, that's a steak. So when you talk about a round steak, that comes, it's a steak that comes from the round, which is the rump, the rear end of the cow. Like I said before, if the cow used a chair, it would be sitting on the round. That is where a round steak comes from. And a round steak usually has a bone. Uh, the, when you see a round steak, it is, it is a strange looking piece of meat, but it's got a round bone in the middle. Uh, and you generally wouldn't cook it up like a typical steak, you know, medium, medium rare, and just, you know, cut into it with a knife and it would be tender and delicious. You wouldn't really do that with a round steak because it's a tough piece of meat. There's not a whole lot of marbling. It's gotten some use from the cow because the, the back legs are always moving. So it's tougher. What you would use a round steak for is to sear up and, uh, cook again, uh, for a long period of time to make it tender. There are different types of, dishes that use round steak cook for a long period of time and it starts to fall apart so uh, it is it is from the round it is usually a large kind of flat piece of meat with a round bone in the middle with some marrow it's got a lot of flavor but you wouldn't want to eat it like a steak it's very tough it sounds like a round steak's not something you'll have served up at your local outback or longhorn steakhouse no no definitely um definitely not uh you would well, yeah, if you, you would not, you know, you would, you would, a round steak would be something cooked in a stew or maybe an also buco or what? a, uh, it's an Italian dish. It just basically just means it's cooked for a long period of time. There are different things you can use a round steak for, but okay. you're not going to be, you're not going to be slicing into it at a, at a steakhouse. Absolutely not. All right. Now here's another term that was new to me, sir. It's called a minute steak. Is that something they have up in Lexington, Massachusetts, when the British are coming? <laughs> yeah, that's right. When you're when you're in a big hurry, um, then you use the minute steak. Now, a minute steak is a thin steak. Um, it's usually part of the uh, flank uh, portion of the cow, which is kind of the bottom. Um, it's similar to a um, a flank steak or a strip a, a strip steak. We we'll talk about that in a second. A flank steak or a, a um, skirt steak, uh, which is what his fajitas are typically made out of. It's basically a thin uh, piece of meat that, when we say minute steak, 
I mean, honestly, some of them are so thin. If you cook it for a minute, you overcook it. But it could be a flank steak. It could be a skirt steak. It's just a very thin piece of meat uh, that cooks very, very quickly. That's why it's a minute steak. All right. Is that also something served in some restaurants or is this? No, okay. no, no. You're, you're not. You're, there are only, there are three or four different kinds of steak you're ever going to get at a, at a quote unquote steakhouse. A minute steak is something you may cook for a quick dinner, something you may use again for fajita meat or something like that. Marinate it mm-hmm. um, for some type of dish. There's all kinds of different dishes that would use that type of meat, but no, you're not going to go to a, a steakhouse and order a minute steak. They would, they would say, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> Well, tell me about this skirt steak and the, I think you called it a flank steak. Flank, yeah. So the flank is uh, the bottom. Again, uh, you look at the maybe the belly, uh, kind of towards the rear end of the cow, but on the bottom, maybe the abs. <laughs> you think about it as abs. Uh, that would be kind of the flank portion of the cow. So a flank steak and a skirt steak, very similar. They're from that same uh, part of the, uh, the bovine, and they're very thin um cook very quickly they can be uh you know you've got to trim them again fajita meat uh, pretty much everybody's had fajita somewhere at a mexican place and that's usually always skirt steak or flank steak you know what kind of meat it is it's very thin can be very flavorful it can be tough it needs to be tenderized um some people pound it out some people marinate it and make it tender that way but so it, it can be uh, it needs to be done right. It should not be overcooked, um, but it's that very thin piece of meat that we all think of when you eat fajitas. That's a flank or a skirt. Okay. And again, you'll see this. I mean, the, the restaurants, like the Mexican restaurants, do they get these things already cut up themselves specifically for this flanks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of, yeah. So a lot of restaurants just order, you know, order meat in bulk and, or, you know, I guess some restaurants will, you know, some of the higher end or, you know, very conscious, you know, of buying locally and all this stuff will get their, get their meat from a butcher shop. But I think some of the larger Mexican places that people would, would go to, you get your meat coming in in frozen boxes and these are all uh, trimmed up skirt steak or, or uh, flattened out uh, flank steaks that they can use for fajita meat, either pre uh, either pre-marinated or I would assume some of these restaurants have their own marinade, but, uh, you always, anytime you use a, you know, you're, you're making fajitas, you're going to marinate it, uh, one way or the other. Otherwise it's just not going to have that, that taste that you associate with fajita. All right. Well, earlier we talked about a sirloin steak being something you can get at your local butcher shop. The butcher yeah. shop that I went into, one of the items they had was chopped sirloin. Is that a sirloin yeah. steak that's just chopped up, or there's something more to it? Well, so the sir, the sirloin is uh, also a piece of the cow that's specific. So you've got the round, which is, again, we've already talked about that, the rump. Next to it, you've got the sirloin, and that contains the, the entire sirloin goes from the top to the bottom of the cow. You've got the bottom sirloin. You've got the top sirloin. Within that, you've got the tenderloin that kind of runs through the sirloin and into the short loin, which is the kind of the next, uh, the middle of the cow, if you want to look at it that way. So any part of that sirloin is going to be sirloin. There's a sirloin steak, of course, which is part of the sirloin that's that, that's sliced as a steak. Then chopped sirloin can be any part of that sirloin. The sirloin is going to be uh, more tender than the round simply because the cow uses those muscles less than it uses the round to walk around all the time. That's kind of how you get your 
you know, you determine what's tender and what's tough. The less the muscle is used, the more tender it's typically going to be. But the ground sirloin is just, or pardon me, the chopped sirloin is going to be just a chopped. It could be the bottom. It could be the, the top of the sirloin is generally going to be the bottom because you're going to save your top sirloin for steaks. Um, but it's a more tender chop than say chopped round or ground round. Um, you can use it for chili. A lot of people like using ground, uh, or pardon me, chopped sirloin for chili. It's kind of a meatier texture. It's not ground necessarily. It's chopped a little bit thicker. So it's great for chili. It's great for stews and things like that. And it's relatively tender compared to say the round or the chuck. Mm. Matt, I don't know what you're doing, but next time I go to a butcher shop, you've got to come with me. This is too darn. <laughs> this is confusing. <laughs> yeah well that's why you got the butcher see i'm i'm I, I know a little bit i'm i'm a fan but i'm not the butcher so you can always ask you know have the expert tell you what's going on yeah, have the expert tell you. i bet you they're trying to upsell you they're trying to get you to that's probably true walk probably out with true. a couple hundred dollars worth of meat if yeah you go in there looking for a round you're gonna walk out with uh tenderloin yeah exactly <laughs> now kind of combining some of these options here as we close up with you here sir today I see one of the items when it comes to the beef products at the local butcher shop is something called shoulder, but in this case, it's not the the steak. It's it's shoulder roast. What the heck's that? Yeah, the shoulder roast. There has a funny name. Uh, so we talked a little bit about chuck uh, chuck roast earlier on, and that and the chuck is kind of the is the shoulder. The chuck is everything from the neck all the way down to the ribs and all the way down to the brisket. It's a giant chunk of the cow. The shoulder is particularly exactly what it sounds like. We've talked about pork shoulder, a pork uh, yeah. pork butt. You've got the Boston butt, then you've got the picnic. That makes up the pork shoulder. That's where we get pork barbecue that's pulled apart. We call that pulled pork. That comes from the pig shoulder. Cow shoulder, same exact part of the animal. Um, and the funny thing about it is – you don't nobody cooks it the same way it is an extremely tough piece of meat um and the, the nickname for it is clawed the uh clawed clawed c-l-o-d so you uh, you will hear people talk about a shoulder clawed or just a clawed and you know very very appetizing word for sure <sighs> but um yeah no it's a big tough piece of meat um, so a shoulder steak would simply be a sliced portion of that shoulder clawed. Uh, again, very inexpensive piece of meat, probably not something you are ever going to want to grill and sit down and, and eat. You would use it again for, uh, you know, cooking down for a long period of time to make it fall apart. You might use it for uh, flavoring a stew or some type of uh, broth maybe but uh yeah you you're not gonna you better you better bring a spare set of teeth if you're gonna sit down with uh <laughs> with a shoulder steak let me put it to you that way all right claude well matt <laughs> you have done a yeoman's job i'm gonna give you a whole freezer special of meat for your great service here today but guess what we didn't get to pork so can we can we Uh-oh. put that out can we put that in the freezer and bring it out next week, our discussion about all the pork items at your local butcher shop. Yeah, my editorial would be that we're saving the best for last anyway. Ah, so, absolutely. Well, well yeah. there you, if you can talk this much about all the different beef items, <laughs> Lord knows what you got up your sleeve when it comes to beef. 
I'll see you in Pawpaw, New Guinea, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't wait to talk Porky Pork next time. All right. Matt Hearman's the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Well, that will conclude our Tuesday, y'all. Hey, we'll be right back here on Wednesday with more fun as we'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, on location on Music Row with our friend Precious Harris. And we're going to have some great musicians coming our way to boot. So all that on the Wednesday, y'all talk with a Southern accent. Thank you for listening. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards. And now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252.